What is going on, podcast fam? Aaron here, one of the team members at Revelation Wellness, and I want to invite you to retreat with us at Rest and Rebuild in beautiful Lake Geneva, Minnesota for three nights and four days. Here's how much we want you to be with us. We slashed prices to make it affordable for you to come. That's how much we want to gather in community face-to-face with you. There's limited availability. Only about 60 spots remain available. So you need to register today. Who's it for? Well, it's for all of us who've been walking through a dry season and need a fresh message of hope who are hungry to see more of God's goodness. I don't know about you, but that's me. In fact, I'll be there teaching, along with Francie Winslow, Nina Landis, Nika Maples, and Elisa Keaton. We would love to see you there. Registration closes on March the 20th, and you can sign up today in our mobile app. Let's jump into this revving the word. So prepare your heart, prepare your mind, and get your body ready to move. Let's go. Getting the playlist going in three, two, one, play. All right, take a deep breath. Inhale through the nose if you can. Exhale through the mouth. Notice on the inhale, your shoulders might rise up a little bit. Feel a little tense maybe in your chest, but it's that exhale that feels really good. (sighs) Yeah, shoulders drop out of the ears with that exhale. All right, friend, it is time to move our body, shake the dust off our feet, shake the dust of yesterday off our heart. Whatever it was, it was, and whatever it wasn't, it wasn't, because God is still at work making all things good. Come on, and for some of you, that's going to take some faith today to believe that. So I'm Elisa Keaton. So excited to get to be with you today and do this. It's a weekly gift for me when I get to do it. And if I don't do it, then I get to do it with some other amazing Revelation Wellness instructors who have been stepping in and depositing their goodness here, giving God all the glory. So excited about that. And by the way, if you haven't downloaded our app, what are you waiting for? You guys, I think we created the app for exactly you right now. You, the Revving the Word podcast listener. Yeah, one of the number one questions we would get or feedback about the podcast was, could we organize the podcast into revving the words, be still be loved, teachings, conversations? Well, friend, you can't do that on a podcast feed. It just is what it is. And that was a major reason that we pushed forward for an app, along with giving our community and our instructors a place to meet that's outside of the noise of social media. And y'all, right now, as I release this, we have close to 6,000 people jumped over on that app. But I know there's some of you that don't know about it. Get over there, download it, it's free. 
And if you want some plus extra features, that's available to you because there's all kinds of goodness happening there, like Rev Xing the word. So fun. All right, let's pray. Lord, we love you. We are grateful. Grateful people, come. <laughs> come, God. We want to encounter you. You, the way, the truth, and the life. We do not want to leave here with just more information about who you are. We want an impartation and an encounter with you, the living God, who knows, knows us better than anything and anyone. Come and have your way through your word. May anything that's not of you fall off of the people as they hear my words. Speak through me, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Our teaching text today is Ephesians 2. We're in the book of Ephesians. Here we go. Verse 1. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Verse 11, therefore, remember that at one time you Gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hands, remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise having no hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of two, so making peace, 
and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. And he came and preached peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near. For through him, we both have access in one spirit to the Father, so then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. Last verse. In him, you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Play the music now. Okay, on a scale of one to 10 with your effort, I wanna invite you right now to be a good solid seven. You can breathe through your nose maybe once or twice, then you gotta exhale, open that mouth. Come on. Okay, I have a question. First of all, yeah, I read a lot of the word. You know why? Because you need to hear the word. Listen to me. The word is sufficient. You don't need me. You really don't, but I am happy to help. What I don't want you to do is walk about relying on other people's teachings and thinking the word of God isn't sufficient on its own, because it is. And I find, actually I break off of you the lie that the word of God is too difficult or can't be understood. Come on. Let me read you a verse. In him you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Friend, what's so hard about that sentence? Nothing. You have an enemy who wants to make God difficult. He wants to make your life difficult. And so in difficulties, He makes people difficult. You are being built into a dwelling place for God. God is doing something. He's active, he's building, he's moving, he's tearing down, he's rebuilding. And what Paul is doing here, first of all, Ephesians, go back and listen to the episode on Ephesians 1, the book of Ephesians. Paul is writing to the church at Ephesus to remind them of what they've been given in Christ and so how they should live. Sounds pretty practical to me. I need to be reminded that I have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ. That is back in chapter one. Uh Uh-huh. 
I need that reminder. I forget. Every spiritual blessing and that we were given the Holy Spirit as a, a down payment, meaning we have an inheritance, it's ours. And the Holy Spirit says, it's yours. And guess what? You are also God's inheritance. He gets us, we get God. And as a father, all that is his is ours. Now, will I attain it all in this lifetime? No. I have a down payment though. I got a deed to the house. So do you. And so now I need to ask you today, how alive do you feel in your faith life? How alive do you feel? And how much unity are you experiencing with others, especially those who are not like you? How you doing? Okay, because this is what Paul is getting after here, guys. First of all, oh, Ephesians 2, verses 1 through 10, man. If you come through instructor training, Revelation Wellness instructor training, and I sure hope you do, <laughs> we camp on this verse. At least when I'm teaching you. We were dead, y'all. We were dead. This is why if you're not feeling life, joy doesn't mean you won't feel afraid but you do it afraid and that keeps crucifying your flesh and having you walk in the spirit but before the spirit came the down payment we were dead in our trespasses following the prince of the power of the air the spirit that is working now in any man or women, woman that's disobeying God. We were all doing this, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind. Come on, mind, body. There's a whole movement out there right now of people trying to give you wellness in the mind, body, without Jesus. And y'all, it's a spirit at work to little by little drag you away from the God who is rich in mercy and gives life. And because he is so gracious and giving and extravagant with his love, we did not deserve it, but he gave it to us because he loves us. He's a father, come on. I was just reading today in Isaiah 40, and it says that, I think it's verse three, when the prophet Isaiah says that God's gonna give you double, like double payment back for your sins. And I thought, wait a minute, that should say double for our trouble, right? But he's like, no, you've done some wrong things. You have. And God is going to repay you with goodness, with blessing. He's 
gonna restore you, he's gonna comfort you, he's gonna give you more. He's that kind of extravagant. You know the word prodigal? The word prodigal son means the extravagant son, the wasteful son. Our God, now hear me, he's not afraid of wasting, but he is wasteful. He will keep pouring out. People walk away from him and he keeps coming. He keeps declaring, I love you, come to me. And at some point, he will give us over to our sins. He will give us over to our deceit. He will give us over to our darkened minds. So that, so that when we are ready, when we would choose because we have free will, we come to him, come to ourselves to say, this isn't working out. I'm exhausted. I call myself a Christian and I feel dead. Anyone? Move to an eight. All right, pull back to a seven. We were dead, we were dead, but now through Christ, we are alive, guys. We are to be the leaping living among the walking dead. How is your life exemplifying the grace you've been given, you've been raised up? I have a sense, some of you right now, just repent. Say, God, awaken me, awaken me. And let me tell you what's keeping you dead. Your pride, your sins, your thinking that you can have Jesus and, I get both, Uh uh-uh, Jesus, y'all. I think we have a time on the earth. God is forcing his hand. Choose. Are you mine? Or are you the world and then mine? He's gonna spit out the lukewarm. Come on, I invite you today. Set yourself on fire. Burn. Burn. Come on, come to your senses. This world is transient. You take nothing with you. Your flesh fails. Beauty fades. What are you living for? Push to an eight. Come on, go, eight. Good job, pull back. I wanted you to feel your breath there. Come back to a seven if you overshot it. Come back to a six and a five with a smile on your face.
we were dead doing the things that we used to do in the world that the world compels us to do. Come on, guys. Come on. He's better. He's better. Awaken my soul, God. Say that. Awaken my soul, God. Just like the burn you feel in your thighs right now. Ask him to awaken your soul. Bring me alive, God. All I want you to do today is just say, God, bring me alive. Because if you're dead, we've got no hope for unity. (laughs) Wake up, sleeper, wake up. do me a favor you have to acknowledge you were birthed into war (laughs) listen get on the battleship not the cruise ship God (laughs) wins he is warring Jesus warred for our souls and won but see We forget, we think that we can fix it, we can do it. I love in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, there's a great horde chasing Jehoshaphat and the people of God. They're coming for them, they're facing death and doom. And Jehoshaphat turns his face to seek the Lord. That's a face on fire. I gotta catch a glimpse of his burning love for me. There's fire in his eyes for us, y'all. He burns for you. And when you feel the chasing down of this world, set your face to seek him and it says he calls for a fast (laughs) through all of God's people fast every man woman child and he turns and says God we do not know what to do but our eyes are on you I love that line I can't tell you how many times, y'all. I really feel this is how you know you're a burning one. You're one who's following, following Christ. Because you don't know what to do. You're not supposed to know what to do. Woe to anyone who falls back on their plans, who relies on their habit tracking or their goal setting as their salvation. Burn it, burn it. God, we do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. The moment you do that, you transfer yourself 
out of the kingdom of darkness into his marvelous light. Come alive. Be an eight. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Seven, come to a seven. Notice, if you feel dead in your love affair with Christ, if you feel dead in your faith, there's a trespass, there's a sin. And I guarantee you, it's somewhere around some pride. Some pride that God hasn't showed up the way you thought he would. He's been disappointing to you. Some pride, some calloused heart. Y'all, this is what the religious people, Jesus rebuked them. Their hearts were calloused. They knew God, knew of him. But because of the years where they prayed and God didn't answer, right? 400 years of silence, man. Thank you, God. Can we just give thanks that never will there be that again? He's talking right now. John 10 says the sheep know his voice. He is speaking. He is the voice. But I could see how after 400 years of silence, the religious people just did what they know to do. That's why God He's so kind. He doesn't hold it against them. Their hearts were calloused. He knows why. He knows why we're prone to sin. He knows why. <laughs> why we feel dead. And he wants to give you life. Life abundant. Come alive. It's going to burn, guys. But it's worth it. <laughs> What else are you going to do? You can't take it with you. Come on. Choose your intensity. Seven, eight. I want you to just be comfortably uncomfortable. Yeah, that's the pocket where you can look around, view your landscape, take in some breath but you're focused, you're aware, and alive. And get this, he didn't just make us alive, 
brought us out of a dead way of life, dead ends. <laughs> That's why we're blessed when we're at a dead end. We are blessed when our goals don't work out. It's about God, guys. Don't be lukewarm. I am very ready for Rev, this community, to be too much for people. I'm okay with that. Are you? Are you? If you want to just have the Bible be a self-help book, we are not your people. We're gonna frustrate you. I am here to frustrate your flesh. so that you don't do what you want to do. Pull on back and recover. So he didn't just make us alive, he raised us up to sit with him in the heavenly places. It's one of my favorite verses. I remember when I was struggling, kind of in my earlier years of working out my salvation, because I had a lot of pain, trauma. My heart was calloused. Like, and by, can I just say that? He knows why you have a hard time trusting Him. He knows why. Keep coming to Him. Keep confessing. I feel like we have, we have missed this, and even I've missed it, to teach you. Confess it. Get it off your chest. It's weighing you down. Don't just acknowledge your sin. Confess it. Get on your face. Some of you need to drop right now. Literally. Be the weirdo on the side of the road that's kneeling. Who cares? No one's paying attention to you anyways. Confess it. Your bitterness, your disappointment, your anger at Him your anger at them. Confess it. Give it words. Your ears need to hear you say what your heart believes, even if it's wrong, because God's listening. And I remember being so stuck. <laughs> and I went, I went away to this retreat that literally taught me much of what I teach others in Revelation Wellness Instructor Training. But on day one, the gentleman stood up, was preparing the soil of our hearts, and he said, there's a part of you right now that is seated with him in the heavenly places, and this part of you here on earth is at war. <laughs> it's because you've only known earth but you are seated in heavenly places. There's a part of you now with him. And we need to reconcile those two things. That who you are on earth <laughs> mirrors who you are in heaven. I love that. That's why we have hope, guys. Because hope is heaven sent. Hope, when we are down, downcast, feeling dead in the dumps, it's hope that pulls us up. 
to get us to lift our heads, take another breath, go another lap. Pray it again, Sam. Pray it again. <laughs> so if we feel dead, there's something in us. Confess it. Confess whatever it is. I've made this my daily practice now before I study the Word or spend time in the Word. I just sit in silence. And before I ask God for something, I gotta get something off of my chest. I gotta get something out of me. He won't just keep shoving things in, y'all. And that's what's going on in the church. We just keep consuming, consuming, consuming. And we think, ha, oh, that feels better. But we are bunged up. We're backed up. There's too much. Something's got to come out for something to go in. <laughs> Something's got garbage out, goodness in. So now before I spend time in the Word, I sit in silence and I let the Holy Spirit search me for whatever might be an obstacle to the work of God. And often, y'all, it's pride. I know it's just pride. It's me lifting myself up higher than the thoughts and knowledge of God. <laughs> it's me thinking I can save it or I can fix it. It's me. Sometimes I get more specific. I know it's anger, frustration. Ooh, can I just tell you? Can I just tell you? Frustration with people. I have the heart of David, a woman after God's heart, but I have the temperament of Moses. I know it, and I'm not ashamed of that. I have to be acknowledging it. I can strike the rock twice when God told me to speak to the rock, and I, I don't want it. I don't want it. So, confess it again. Confess it again. And if you want more of Christ, then you pray, Holy Spirit, come now. Fill me. And then you read the Word. Because the Word endures forever, guys. The Word, you cannot know God and not hunger for His Word. Because it's in reading His Word, in the hunger for His Word, you will get His heart. And then when we have His heart, we're one in Christ. Seriously, I opened up this teaching by asking you, how alive do you feel in your faith, in your love for Jesus? Like how alive? Or is it just a self-help program? Confess it, if it's just a self-help program and if that's all you want it to be, I, you're, I'm gonna frustrate you. You're not gonna like me. It's okay. I pray that you would see that that's not the way and the truth and the life for you to just manage your life and get through. It's all for Christ or nothing at all, guys. Come on. 
Now, I understand if that feels scary, just hang out. I just want to make sure you don't add on to your, your love for Jesus. Because you will, you'll want to, I want to. But that's why every day I'm in the Word to get the garbage out of me and the goodness in. So when we have the heart of Christ, the dividing walls of hostility fall. Now Paul is talking to the church at Ephesus, to the Gentiles who are feeling different than the Jews. Well, of course, the Jews, they have more knowledge of God. They've had the scriptures longer. So you could see how the Jews would lord it over the Gentiles as if they're better than. And it was a confusing time for the church. And y'all, we are in confusing times now. But he himself is our peace and makes us both one and has broken down in his flesh by his body being broken. He's broken down all dividing walls of hostility. Anything that puts us in an us versus them. Come on, stop. Y'all, Christ. If you start thinking about how come those people aren't doing this? How come, how come? Y'all, I'm so sick and tired of the church backbiting itself, cannibalizing itself, lacerating itself, cutting itself into pieces because of a judgmental spirit based on sin, pain. Get healed. Get closer to Christ. <laughs> Y'all, the spirit is at work in the sons of disobedience. Make that thought obedient to Christ. That God is building us up together into a dwelling place. That's what Paul ends at the end. You've been saved. You no longer live that way. You are alive in Christ, seated in heavenly places. You haven't done this yourself, grace has done it. And now because of that, there is no Jew, Gentile, slave, free, male, female, poor, rich, black, white, everyone get in and build up one another because we are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Have your way, Jesus. Back up your word according to your word in Jesus' name. Amen.